is a Woodside Church podcast. So good morning everyone. As you've heard, my name is Hanyul from Roof. And you've probably seen me on stage before multiple times, leading worship with my guitar. I just want to say what privilege this is to be preaching before you all today. It definitely marks a day in my life, and I hope that God's going to use me mightily from this day forward. God is good. And all the time. (laughs) So before I start, I would like to play a game with you. I'm going to tell you three statements, and you have to tell me which one, which one of the statements is going to be a lie. Hint, this might relate to my preach, which is going to be reaching about. Um, So the first statement, I was born in India. Second statement, I started learning guitar when I was eight years old. And third statement, today is my first day, first time preaching. So on the shower of three, I'm going to say either India, guitar, or preach. And you have to tell me which one do you think is the lie. Okay, you can start shouting. India, guitar. That's it? India. I'm hearing India here and guitar here. So <laughs> mix. Preaching. Oh. I can, this is my first time preaching, so <laughs> that's definitely the truth. Yeah. So it's either India or guitar, so you can choose either one. The lie was, I was born in India. I was actually born here in Bedford Hospital. <laughs> so as you know, we're doing a series on Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. It contains many brief but wise statements about how one can live a godly life. If you haven't already, I would encourage you to listen to Martin's sermon that he preached about two weeks ago where he elaborated on the wisdom of Proverbs and how it can be so relatable to us now in the present. Although the book of Proverbs was written in ancient Israel, its messages and its words and its wisdom are so prevalent in today's day and age, especially along our walk with God. This brings me to my topic today, which is called Truth versus Lies. I think there was a problem with the slide, but truth versus lies. Yeah, it's in there. Truth versus lies. I've chosen to unpack this topic with the help of four questions, in which we will try to find answers for through scriptures and proverbs. With any sort of topic or subject in life, it's always good to ask those questions like, what is this? And why is this so relevant? And how do I relate to this? Using these questions, we are going to try to understand, first of all, What is truth and what is lies? Why we should speak or live in the truth and not tell lies? How to always speak or live in the truth and avoid the lies? And finally, how to express the truth? I'll pray before we start. Thank you, Lord, for this day that you have made and we will rejoice. Thank you, Lord, for enabling us to gather here today in your presence, worshiping you wholeheartedly, Lord, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I pray, Lord, as I preach, that you'll open up our hearts for what you have in store for us today. Whatever we have come with, I pray, let your presence prevail in this time, Lord Jesus. Let us go away from this place of worship knowing that you've put something on our hearts, that you've convicted us from something, Lord. And I pray, let it be your Holy Spirit who ministers to us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. So first question, what is truth and what is lies? The scholarly definition of truth and lies goes along the lines of this. Truth is something that is permanent, 
constant and doesn't change over time. It cannot be altered or affected by time, circumstances, or by any powers. So we understand that truth is permanent. On the other hand, a lie is the exact opposite of a truth. Lies can be manipulated, altered, and affected by our circumstance, our situations, and time. It's never permanent. Let's look at it from a practical, real-life application point of view. While I was preparing for this preach, this is what I understood about what truth is and about what lies is. Truth is as simple as being honest and real. Being honest and real with yourself and being honest and real to others. Whereas lies is the complete opposite of truth. Lies is being dishonest and posing as a fake in front of others. Let's look at what the book of wisdom, Proverbs, says. In Proverbs 11.3, it says, The honesty of the upright guides them. The faithless are ruined by their duplicity. We see that honesty is an essence of truth, whereas duplicity or fakeness is an essence of lies. Truth and lies are not just limited by what we speak. Most of the time when it comes to the subject of truth and lies, we limit it to what we speak. You can speak truth and speak lies. And yes, that's quite the obvious thing to do, but you can also live in truth and live in lies. So what do I mean by that? An example of this is social media. Who knows what Instagram or TikTok is? Yeah? Oh, sorry. Who knows what Facebook is? (laughs) Okay, a lot more of you. (laughs) You see, all these platforms are ways whereby we can be influenced by what we see or what we read. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we should not use um, these social medias like these. All of this great. If anything, it keeps you connected with your friends. It makes you grow friendship stronger with your friends. But there are things like the number of followers or the number of likes my post gets that, that which influences us to pretend to live a life which actually is not true or real. Even while discussing this with family, many of you know Andriante, she told me about a story about one of her university friends who appeared through her on her Facebook post to be living a perfect family life. But sadly, when she met her recently, while she was on holiday, she discovered that her friend was actually going through a really tough time. And now, they are sadly divorced, the couple. So we see things aren't always as it seems. What we think is there is not real. We might be unintentionally living a life of lies. Sometimes we are so influenced by someone else that we strive to become like them rather than be what God has made us to be, leading us to lose our identity, and even that is living a life of lies. Why don't we take a moment to reflect on this? Are we pretending to be someone that we are not, or we are not created to be? This brings me on to my second question. Why should we speak the truth or live the truth, and not tell lies or live the lies. Firstly, as to why we should speak or live the truth, is because God is truth. In the Old Testament, God reveals his nature of truth. In Numbers 23, 19, it says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Similarly, in the New Testament, In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
You see, Jesus is truth. His very nature is truth. He is the God of truth, the one who abides by honesty. There is no falsehood in him, and that is why God defines himself as, I am that I am. And so we, as children of God, are made in this image of the God of truth. In addition to the nature of God, at the core of the character of God is an essence of purity that renders him incapable of being dishonest. In other words, as God's nature is true and honest, everything that comes from him is the truth. He is incapable of speaking lies. This piece of purity that comes from God is in each one of us, deep at our own cause, as we are made in his own image and likeness. On the other hand, Satan is the deceiver. In John 8, 44, Satan is depicted as the father of lies. It says he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a, li- for he is a liar and the father of lies. And this is why we should not speak or live a life of lies. Secondly, God commands us and expects us to be truthful and to always believe in the truth. In fact, the ninth commandment out of the ten commandments is you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. God restates this later in Leviticus as you shall not lie to one another. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit inspires Paul Write this, therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. Lying or living in lies is part of the corruption of our old nature, and the Bible clearly teaches us to put off falsehood. In some versions, it says to put off your old nature, whereas Satan leads us to be dishonest and disobedient. And he always wants us to believe in his lies. We see right from the beginning of the Bible where Satan deceives man to sin against God. Genesis 3.13. Then the Lord God said to the woman, it is Eve, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. We see that due to Satan's deception, Adam and Eve ended up being disobedient and dishonest by believing in the lies of Satan. Thirdly, we see that when we speak and live in truth, we have an inner peace and our relationship with God grows. Proverbs 12.22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. Detest suggests that the Lord just really hates lying. It It doesn't sit well with him. One of its meanings is it's the turning of your stomach inside out. It makes the Lord sick to his stomach when people lie. Instead, God delights in people who are truthful and who are honest. Matthew 5.8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You see, being pure, honest, and true in heart incurs God's blessings in our life. And this strengthens our relationship with God, and we grow closer to Him. And that's what the Bible means when it says that we will see God. It means that we'll grow closer. Our relationship, our bond with God grows when we spend time with him. Due to this, we experience that inner peace within us all the time. Whereas, on the other hand, when we speak and live in lies, 
we experience uneasiness within us and our relationship with God and others falters. Who, who's experienced that uneasiness, that unnatural feeling inside of you when you've lied? So you, you see, in Psalms, David writes about his experience of this feeling when he was dishonest and sinned against God. Psalm 51.8, Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me, and now let me rejoice. Do you recall a moment in your life where you've lied? It doesn't have to be big or small, it doesn't really matter. But after you have lied, you get that unnatural feeling or that uneasiness that makes you uncomfortable with yourself. I don't know about you, but I can relate to this. So let me tell you about a time where this has happened for me. First of all, let me set the scene of this story. So not so long ago, I think around summer last year, I was driving from home to a certain place, dropping off some gardening tools that I was, that was borrowing from a friend. It was a hot summer afternoon, and while driving, I was obviously, as a youngster, messing around with the touchscreen buttons in the car, and I've ac- I accidentally swerved the steering wheel to the left, and I hit the curb that was on the left. And um, I was driving at least 30 miles per hour, so you can imagine the damage to the front left wheel. And I remember reaching the end of that stretch of road and stopping at the traffic lights, and all I could hear for that whole way after I've hit it was shoo, 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 shoo. I knew at that point that was going to be an expensive repair. <laughs> Coming back home after this had happened, I don't know what it was, but it was, this, it was as if my mom knew exactly what had happened. Because when I returned, she said, is everything all right? And that's something that she normally, is very unusual for her after I've just gone out of the house for 10 minutes, as if I've gone to the shops. So I, I immediately thought, oh, she's probably seen inside of me. And I, of course, replied saying, yeah, everything's all right. <laughs> which is, of course, the lie. It was this that got me, though. She said, after she said that, she was like, did anything happen to the car? <laughs> and, of course, I said, yeah, the car's fine. Nothing's, nothing's wrong with the car. <laughs> nothing's wrong. And the thing is, I didn't check the car, what happened to the car. I didn't want to go near the wheel at that point. So I just walked inside after coming and dropping off the things. But I don't know what it was. I felt as if she had some mind-reading capabilities or she had a telescope to my heart or my mind that she's read what I was thinking. Cutting a long story short, after, after a couple of hours of holding in that lie, I had this very unsettling, unnatural, upsetting feeling inside of me. And I knew it was the incident that was making me feel uncomfortable. It was at this moment that I went to my mom, I apologized, and I told her the truth. Even if the guilt on my face didn't show it already, but I still went and told her. She, she already knew what happened. She knew that something would have happened. You see, this feeling that I had inside of me, that upsetting, unsettling, unnatural feeling, is prompted because each one of us has got a piece of God's purity imparted in us. As I spoke about earlier, about we being made in the image of God. Sometimes lying not only affects us, but it affects others even more. Proverbs 15.4, the tongue that brings healing is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. I'll read that again. The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. I'm sure there'll be many people here who have been victims of our spirits being crushed by the lies of others. Many of us right now are even probably hurting and are living in pain due to the words and actions of others. This is the effect of lies. We also read that by being truthful, we bring healing and life. 
Let us not be those who fall to the temptation of Satan, crushing the spirits of others. Instead, let us be people who speak truthfully and live a life that's truthful so that we can bring healing and life to others. Now let's look at the next question, which is how to always speak the truth or live the truth and not speak lies or live in lies. One simple way to do this is to meditate and spend more time with our Heavenly Father. The more you meditate and spend time with Him, the more you start becoming like Him, becoming like Christ. You begin to spew out honesty and detest dishonesty. You're more inclined to live a life of truthfulness rather than a life of lies. You see, we need the Holy Spirit to lead us in truth. We cannot do it alone. That is why Jesus said it is good for him to go so that he can send us the helper to be with us always. John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. So when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Secondly, how to always speak the truth and avoid the lies is to speak less. And you might find that amusing, but hear me out. Proverbs 10, 19. When words are many, sin is not absent. But he who holds his tongue is wise. So when words are many, sin is not absent. But he who holds his tongue is wise. The more we speak unnecessarily, the more we allow an opportunity for sin to enter our conversations. What do I mean by this? The less we talk, the less we exaggerate. The less we talk, the less we say things that we regret. And the less we talk, the fewer promises we make that we can't keep with one another. So let's speak less. <laughs> Thirdly, well, I'll, I'll add something onto that. Thirdly, weigh your answers and responses. In addition to speaking less, we must weigh the words that come out of our mouths as well. Proverbs fifteen twenty eight: The heart of the righteous weighs its answers but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. What does this mean for us? Let us not become those people who just speak out, rather who are slow to speak and think twice before anything comes out of our mouth. We are prone to make more errors and damage through words when we rush without thinking. Let's do an exercise to illustrate this a bit better. Has everyone got their phones with them? If you have, can we everyone get out their phones? Whatever phone that may be, Samsung, iPhone. If it's got a keyboard, then that's all I need. <laughs> Try texting someone, maybe on your WhatsApp feed or your normal messages. Just open up your newest recipient, I guess, <laughs> and just be ready to write a message. We are all going to try to write Proverbs 15, 28. Well, just the, just the word. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. Okay? But there's a catch to this. You have to write it without looking at your phone. So everyone has to be writing like this. Okay? So we'll see how, how many of you go on your phones that often. Okay, I'm going to say three, two, one. And you have to write out the heart of the righteous, blah, 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 on your phones without looking. Okay? Three, two, one, go. 
Oh, Peter Solomon's already started. He's already, he's already going for it. <laughs> Make sure you don't call anyone. That would be really embarrassing. Somebody's reading out the verses. I think that might help. Oh, no looking down, no looking down. Only up. Look at Jesus. <laughs> the God of truth. <laughs> done, huh? Okay. Whoever's done it, check what you've written down. And I'll put your hands up if you have made an error throughout your writing. Who's made an error? Oh, somebody's lifting up the phone. I've made an error. <laughs> I've made an error on my phone. Keep your hand up if you've made more than one error. <laughs> um, now keep your hand up if the keyboard was not on when you started typing. So you're just, uh, you're just pressing on the screen. <laughs> so now, okay. So now that's fine. You can delete that or keep it. You don't have to send it to whoever you're going to send it to. We're going to try this again, but this time you can look at your screen. You can look at your phone. Okay? Three, two, one, go. I can already hear the concentration. Every comma, apostrophe, full stop. Give me a thumbs up when you've finished. Have you done it? So the reason I have done this, oh, you can check what you've written down. I'm guessing you've not made any errors or any punctuation errors, grammar errors. So the reason I've done this little exercise is because sometimes the words out of our mouths are something like this. Without us knowing, we are gushing out evil through our mouths. Just like in the exercise where we didn't look at the phones. We just keep writing, rushing about what we see ahead of us but we don't, we're not aware of what comes out of our mouths. This results to errors, misunderstandings between people. However, when we could look at our phones and type that verse, we had time to correct our mistakes, correct the errors that we have made, or the misunderstandings that could have occurred. This is, this is an example of weighing out your answers, taking time to monitor the words that we are speaking by our tongues. With our day-to-day lives, we must weigh our answers, monitor our words for honesty and truth. The wisdom of Proverbs tells us that we don't have to participate in every conversation, that we don't have to express every thought or idea that comes to our mind. When we take time and concentrate and are watchful about what we're doing, we avoid errors and misunderstandings. In the same way, when we speak, let us be slow, sensible, and think twice before we speak. And lastly, how to express the truth. Expressing the truth is not an easy thing to do. It requires boldness and courage, but also truth, but also love and grace. So it requires boldness and courage, but also love and grace. Proverbs 3.3 says, Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. 
write them on the tablet of your heart. And Ephesians 4.15, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. You see, we need to learn the art of speaking the truth with love, just like Christ has shown us. Jesus is full of truth and full of grace. This combination of truth and love being hand in hand gives our words the transforming power. Most of the time, we tend to either speak the truth without showing love, and other times we express love and kindness compromising on the difficult truths. Truth without love brutalizes others. That's what I mean by that. Fearless in speaking the truth, those hard, difficult truths, fearless in speaking it, enjoying setting people right, is as if you're forcing truth insensitively to others, which only leads to rejection. On the contrary, by overflowing with love and kindness and grace and never adding any difficult truths to your words result in a trail of people being overly and dramatically emotional, resulting in them never coming out of the lie. Both of these things can be dangerous when dealing with people. Do we need to put more emphasis on truth-telling rather than peacekeeping? The challenge is to combine both of these two expressions, truth and love, together to develop that supernatural ability to communicate truth with such a kind and loving spirit that your words become a channel for God's transforming power. I just want to encourage each one of us to live a life full of truth, pleasing God and building one another in love. Now I'm going to hand over to my dad to lead us into a time of reflection. Praise God. Can we all put our hands together for Hannah? Fantastic. Fantastic. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know what I'm going to preach now. I got four, six minutes, I think, according to that clock. Praise God. It is the reality of life. You can, you can stand, you can stand. Don't be afraid. It's not home. <laughs> So he's afraid that I may walk over him. Yeah. Praise God. This is the reality of life. We are living in. The world we are living in is full of falsehood. Full of confusion. For us, yes, we are living in natural, but we are connected with supernatural. We have the power. I'm not talking. There are so many people outside very truthful. They live very true life. But I'm not talking about them or about the falsehood outside. I'm talking about ourselves. Today, we are something special. Something good. The truth has revealed unto us. We need to live a life according to him. The one who has called us. One who has called us to witness his name, his kingdom on this earth. We are all called. You may be sitting here first time in this church. 
if you're first time, I welcome you all. Yes, this is something Bible-based church. So if you're looking for something here, the truth which we have been discussing, which we have been hearing, that is what we try to practice. We live in the truth. So what I'm trying to say here is we have something supernatural power to live a truthful life and to avoid the falsehood that the voice of Satan who is trying to put us in, in so many things that we can easily get into that comfort zone. We easily get into one word of lies can make things, you know, yeah, man, I am in a difficult situation. I'm very, very difficult situation. If I tell one lie, which to admit, I don't know most of you, I have done myself. To just avoid the situation, if I tell one lie, the situation I'll overcome. But as Haniel said, that inside, that pricking, that I have done something wrong against God. Even though it may be very small. And then Haniel also used the word uh, peace, peacekeeper. Did you use peacekeeper? I didn't hear, but peacekeeper. I'm looking at his notes. Yeah? <laughs> peacekeeper. We try to ignore the truth and then go on with them and agreeing with the people, even though we know it is a false. If we know that they are telling the lie, just we agree with them. You know why? To keep the peace, to keep the relationship. We are trying to ignore the truth so that we can keep the relationship, just to have the peace keeping, you know, which has come. I have heard many people saying that if I tell the gospel in my office, if I tell the gospel, the power of God to my friend, my family who I know, I may lose them. I tell you, it is better for to lose the relationship to tell the truth. It is better to tell the truth and lose the relationship. Doesn't matter. It is God who is going to take care because gospel is the power of God. Gospel is the truth of God. When you speak the gospel, when you speak the truth, God will take care of that family. God will take care of that person whom you are interested to bring that person into Christ. Let us be a people of truth. Um, let me quickly read 1 John 6, 7 and 9th verse. If we say that we have fellowship with him, that is God, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his, Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. This is what... We normally say that we have the fellowship, but if you walk in the darkness, he says, we lie. We lie. We come to the church raising our hands and praising, hallelujah, singing. But if you, if you are walking in the darkness, our life is a life of lies. We are in that falsehood. Let us come out. Now as we listening and this truth, I can see the spirit of truth is walking amongst us. He is right now. He is with us. He is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it is better for me to go so that I can send the spirit of truth who is the Holy Spirit. Right now, he's, you are not an just 
by accident you are sitting here in the month of august it's not accident that you are not booked your holidays and you are here today is a purpose of god for you to be here so that you know the truth of god so that we can apply to our lives i can see that power working here just close your wherever sitting and the ninth verse says the ninth verse if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive he is ready to forgive us how we live how we are living maybe sometimes we have become numb for the voice of god because we have been living in the life of lies telling lies and then become so comfortable in telling lies even in our normal conversation we are just tell lies because we are used to it become numb to the voice of the holy spirit god is telling us today i am with you my spirit of truth is in you it is not on your own strength it is me who enables you it is me who speaks to you it is me who is guiding you to live a truthful life and we know that one of the verses haniel mentioned in his preach that deceitful tongue crushes the spirit there are people sitting crushed in their spirit because of the hurt they have received from others the lies even though you know the truth because of their lie you have been crushed crushed in your spirit the spirit of truth is releasing you right now receive in the name of jesus receive in jesus name let us not live in the life that world is teaching us let us live to the word of god let us live to the truth what may happen like what paul says let us live for christ by living with the truth whatever it may cost us even to the death i speak to myself what may cost me let me live to the truth yes as a human i may err i may go fall i may tell something which is not right in the sight of god but god is ready he is faithful to forgive me when i come before him lord forgive me that doesn't mean that i can keep coming to him he is teaching us today live a life with truth let's stand in the presence of god just close your eyes and receive receive the holy spirit receive receive the truth the spirit of truth there is a cry in your heart yes again we may show our face so happy but inside we are crushed inside we are broken thank you jesus he is god almighty he is sovereign god he is giving that ability and strength to come out of that he's healing all the broken hearted today every person 
who is crushed in his spirit, God is releasing with his happiness, with his joy, with his truth today. Let us receive in the name of Jesus. Let us fear God. Fear of the Lord is a beginning of the wisdom. Fear of the Lord is knowing him, who he is, how sovereign he is. Fear of the Lord is obeying to his word, believing in his word and applying to the life he is the fear of God. When you fear God, no other fears will touch you. Hallelujah. No other fear will make you to bow down to Satan. Because the fear, the fear of the Lord brings you his truth in your life and the power that he has given to you. Let us live in that power. Let us live in, in a spirit which is freely given to us. Father God, we thank you and we praise you. Lord, we receive your word today, Lord Jesus. Many times we have compromised, oh Father God, we thought that and then we think that one lie, oh Father God, doesn't matter. But you are teaching us to be truthful. Bible declares, oh Father Lord Jesus, we thank you for your scriptures, for your word, Lord, which is living and yes and amen. And we believe, Lord Jesus. We thank you for bringing all of us, oh Father God, and receiving your word today. Give you glory, Lord. Lord, I thank you for Haniel as he just willingly, O oh Father God, taken up this preach, O oh Father Lord Jesus. Bless him, O oh Father God. As a father, I bless him. As a church, we bless him in the name of Jesus. Father God, as we go, O oh Father God, help us speak less. <laughs> speak less, O oh Father God, and let us help us to weigh our tongue, O oh Father Lord Jesus. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.